T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Space, in the 1960s, was dominated by fighter pilots and nerds. But today, commercial space travel is becoming a reality. Right now, a remarkable new breed of everyday, easygoing billionaire is attempting to make the risk of accidental death in a vacuum more affordable than ever. They call it space tourism, and it's the worst idea I've ever heard. we have an innovative approach to problems at Brighton and Hove Council. Roger. I'm Mike Prowse and this is my solo travel podcast. I'm in a diner just outside McGregor, Texas, and I'm getting ready to meet Ricky Panderman, chairman, CEO, and principal open template thought engineer at Starbang Enterprises the bookies' favourite to be the first corporation to make commercial space travel a reality. Along with Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, Ricky Panderman has made the seamless transition from making money doing things with computers to losing money doing things with rockets. And it's a dangerous business. But the indefatigable Milwaukee billionaire hasn't let the deaths of 43 test pilots put him off. In a solo online press conference about safety recently, he took seven questions from himself and closed by saying that to stop risking the lives of employees going forward would be an insult to the memories of all the brave men who had died. Ricky's previously posted that he's aware of my podcast and my scepticism about space tourism. Perhaps he's invited me here to change my mind. But before I can enter the heavily guarded facility, I've got to work my way through this. A detailed non-disclosure agreement, which for obvious reasons, I can't talk about. I'm not even sure I should have said it exists. It may not exist, and I can't talk about it. Capcom, we're go for landing. Altitude 4200. Our new refuse and collection live chat facility is one small step for man, Roger. one giant leap for Brighton and Hove Council. Okay, our flight controller is gonna go for landing. Retro. Panderman has invited me to Starbang's test facility to take a look at the thousand-ton mega rocket he believes will bring space travel to the masses. It's called the Big Gentleman. Interviews with Panderman are rare, but there's a sense of pride in the cryptic text messages he regularly sends to journalists. The one I received just an hour ago reads, Can't wait to meet you tomorrow, Mike. My big gentleman is going to make you sick. Before that, though, I need to have a reckoning with myself. I'm strolling the desert perimeter of the Starbang facility, and this even, measured landscape 
is a good place to tell you that my default setting is balance. Not just as a journalist, but as a man, I am scrupulously impartial, even down to the food I eat. Last week, I ate beans and peas on toast, with coffee and tea. Even when it comes to clothing, the trousers must weigh the same as the jacket. But space tourism is different. I don't like it. There can be no balance, no impartiality. I am a solo travel expert, and the space tourist is never solitary. I look up now at its tremendous bulk jutting high on the desert horizon, and I'm sad to say you'll never be alone on the big gentleman. Two pilots on 12-hour rotation, eight cabin crew, two onboard engineers, four paying customers, one in-flight doctor and an old-style French mime artist to defuse tension. For me, it's a non-starter. And from a consumer perspective, imagine browsing for a late package deal and reading the words, three days, 25 grand, no alcohol, you have to wear a suit, and if you try to leave before the end, you'll be sucked inside out. I suspect you would hand that brochure back and ask that travel agent to kindly put down his or her crack pipe. And just maybe, you'd ask them for a go on it yourself. Why are tech billionaires so obsessed with space? Amazon's Jeff Bezos and electric car guru Elon Musk are also battling for dominance. They're amazed that Bill Gates wastes his time stuck here on Earth vaccinating millions of children against easily preventable diseases. Gates, however, was frank. In an interview last year with 360 Modem Chat, the long-established tech magazine which resolutely refuses to change its name, the Microsoft boss said, Why the f*** would I want to go c***ing about in space? It's f***ing shit. I can see it from here anyway. Load of w***ers. The possible NDA I may or may not have signed has been picked up by a motorcycle courier, and tomorrow I get to make up my own mind about this space Svengali. He's pencilled me in for an interview, and I need to be on my metal because that meeting, ladies and gentlemen, is scheduled to last 38 seconds. Well, I've done the interview and they've dumped me here in Starbank's turbine testing lab. It didn't go well. Owing to his schedule, Ricky had to cut our meeting short. And his insistence that I record our 14-second interview on his own cloud-enabled, open-source, quantum-compatible voice recorder means it exists in a format which only he can play back. But I was able to get the measure of him a little. He has the Silicon Valley look down pat, sneakers, thick glasses, hoodie on backwards. Having only 14 seconds, I set out my objections to space tourism incredibly quickly in a sentence which obviously came across as one long new word. I asked him what drove him. Ricky smiled, embraced me warmly and said he wanted to go into space because it wasn't there. He began to offer me a coffee, but stopped mid-sentence. My 14 seconds were up. But I'm a journalist. I'm not off the scent because you're off the mic. 
Space tourism is a joke. And right now, I'm just noticing something that speaks volumes about this company. Safety is clearly a problem at Starbang. Despite leaving me on the manufacturing floor next to the turbines for two hours, no one gave me any earplugs and now I can't hear a thing. Earlier, I took a look at Ricky Panderman's record on health and safety. The first test pilot to die at Starbang was Flight Commander Dan Jardine in 2014. He was clearing a bookcase. The second was former Flight Lieutenant Steve Rodway, who was killed in a lift when a badly wired button detached the floor. A third, decorated Gulf War veteran Andy Beltaris, died as a result of injuries sustained in a revolving door. State coroner's records reveal that of the 43 employees killed at Starbang in the last three years, not one of them was as much as an inch off the ground. Starbang's attorneys claimed that the shoddy conditions on site were a conscious choice in order to weed out accident-prone pilots, thereby ensuring that only the luckiest would make it into space. I think those facts speak for themselves, and I extend my condolences to the grieving families in the heartfelt wish that soon they will find some measure of peace. Brighton and Hove Council, while playing no actual part in the history of space travel, supporting fully its aims and ideals. As I stroll the perimeter of Starbang's desert base, preparing to head home, Ricky Panderman's big gentleman weighs heavily on me. All my efforts to secure another interview with him have been rejected, and I fear that Panderman, aware of my opposition to space tourism, has laid something of a trap. I had wondered at the size of the non-disclosure agreements I signed just a few days ago, and closer inspection reveals I should have inspected more closely. For in this case, NDA stands for Notice of Departure Agreement, and having signed it, I am now committed in 2024 to be the world's first space tourist. Well played, Pandaman. Your team of lawyers has clearly run rings around my own legal brief, who is also a vet. This is Mike Prowse, ensnared by the law committed to space signing off the bill and melinda gates foundation would like to make it clear that an interview referred to in this podcast is currently the subject of a legal proceeding Asked to comment, the editor of 360 Modem Chat said, He f***ing would say that, wouldn't he?